Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Praise God. Let's pray. Let's get into the Word. We're starting a new series today. I'm excited. And I'm trusting that the Lord will speak to us through this series. Amen. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because our hearts are open to receive God's word. And I pray, Father God, this morning that there is an anointing in this house that opens up your word to us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Okay. So the whole of this month, we are going to start, for the services I'll be around, we're going to start a new series called Concerning Spiritual Gifts, an expository teaching on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, we're going to take it very gradually, as much as we can, and we're going to finish it up. So all of the services, I'll be taking a particular gift. But I want us to start. Let's go, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and then we're going to read... From verse uh, 1. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'd like you to, 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 to grab a hold of your Bible. If you have one, you should have. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1 to 11. I want us to read. Uh, please pay attention. Just follow this series very, very patiently and very calmly. Now, concerning spiritual gifts. Now, if you... Uh, if you look at your Bible, the word gifts is in italics. That means that the originally it was not supposed to be there. The translators put it to help us. So the literal, you won't see it, you won't see it on this one because this one was just meant for, if you look at your Bible, then you find that. Now concerning spiritual gifts, so uh, the, the, the original or the literal translation of that verse is now concerning spirituals. That's, that's the way it was put. But if you just say now concerning spirituals, people will not understand. So they have to put the word gifts. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know, why did I decide to start teaching this series when I read this verse? I was studying and I, and I realized, Paul says, listen, I don't want you guys to be ignorant about this. But then you look at our, our church and the body of Christ today, and you really ask yourself, how many people really understand the gifts of the Spirit? Yet Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. But when you look at us, a lot of us are ignorant about the gifts of the Spirit. Why? Because we, we don't spend time teaching on them as opposed to manifesting them. Right? So most times we're used to this gift manifesting, and we just watch others manifest it. But we don't know about the gift. But that's not Paul's intention. What's Paul's intention? He says, I don't want you to be ignorant. The New American Standard Bible uses this word. I don't want you to be unaware concerning spiritual gifts. So it means that it is something that we have to study because the Apostle Paul does not want us to be ignorant of it or ignorant of them. Okay, so let's read on. It goes on to say, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren... I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to, those, to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a cost, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 
Now, I'll pause there to say this. It is interesting that when you read the scripture, especially if you want to study the scripture with the mind of a theologian, sometimes you'll be able to see the interesting way in which Paul writes. Paul starts by saying that, I don't want you to be ignorant of the spiritual gifts. He leaves that and goes on to talk about their past life and how they were led by dumb idols. You observe the word led there. And then he goes on to say, no one can talk about Jesus Christ being Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So the first verse, and then before you get on to the fourth verse, where Paul now goes back to talking about the gift, he talks about here, he says, I don't want to be ignorant about the spiritual gift. Here he talks about their salvation experience. It talks about how they were saved, how they have become one with Christ, how they are no longer led by idols, but are now led by the Holy Ghost. Then he goes on to now start talking about the gifts. So what was Paul trying to establish in this little space here of verse 2 and verse 3? Paul was trying to establish, first of all, that these things we're talking about are for believers. Praise God. That the gifts we're going to talk about now are for those who are born again, who have the Holy Ghost in them. Why? Because there are spirits called familiar spirits. What are familiar spirits? Familiar spirits can mimic the, the Holy Spirit. So let me give you an example. If, I, if you come to me and I give you a word of knowledge and this, this, this is going to happen or this, this, this is going to take place, we'll take time to explain those gifts. Now, the truth of the matter is that you can, you can also go and meet a Dibia, Babala, or a Juju priest, right? And they might give you exact same words. Right. Now, does it mean that guy has got the gift of the word of knowledge? No. So Paul was very clear in his theology to establish that this discussion we are about to have concerning the spiritual gifts is designed for a group of people. I'm addressing the people, my brethren. I'm addressing people who are no longer led by the dumb idols, but have now been able to receive the person of the Holy Spirit. So it is very clear for us to understand that the gifts of the Spirit are within the context of the body of believers. Praise God. Okay, let's go on now. It says there are diversities of gifts. Now, as we read, I want you to pay very close attention to where the, uh, the, 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 the plural stuff is in, in both the gifts and the reading. So you need to be very patient with it. He said there are diversities of gifts. There's S there. But what? The same spirit. The same spirit. Verse 5. There are differences of ministries but the same what lord okay verse six and there are diversities of activities some use uh mean uh that uh, diversity of activities but it is the same what god who does what <clears throat> who works all in all so you observe in verse five and verse six paul uses spirit uses lord uses God. Right? The same person. Spirit, Lord, God. So you can say, for instance, the Holy Spirit, Lord as Jesus, 
and God. What he's trying to say is that, listen, even though there are dimensions and differences in operation, the source has to be the same. Do you follow that? Do you follow that? The source. So he says, there are diversities of gifts, but it's the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit. Now, now, now listen carefully now. If you look at your Bible, you will see the word all of all in italics again. Right. How many of you have a printed Bible? Okay. <laughs> is, this, is this a digital church? So how many of you have got a printed Bible? Okay, how many of you see the word of all in italics? If you see it of all, just raise your hand. Let me be sure. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> uh, sometimes it's good to read this, the book. The reason is because, now, if you... Uh, Although I'm using a digital version, but I'm conscious of the, the word of all is also in italics here. But there are some apps that don't care about correct Bible translation. Everything is the same. You know, so you need to make sure. Now, the reason I'm, I'm going here is, is because I want to emphasize something. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the prophets. Now, if you put it this way, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. You see it in the context of the body of Christ, right? Like for the profit of everybody, which is not bad, which is okay. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. And we're going to talk about that because we should serve each other with our gifts. That's awesome. That's good. But if we take out that word of all, let's assume that we were reading it we are going to teach it in this context, but let's assume we were reading it without the translation. We were reading it just the way it was written in the Greek. This is what it will be. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the prophet. Now, does that change the way we see it? It changes it in a way now because I no longer, I'm no longer seeing the gift just because I want to use it to serve someone. I'm seeing the gift that God gave me this gift for my own profiting. The word profit there is, is the Greek word advantage. Okay? Follow me now. Right? <laughs> I like this silence. It's beautiful. The word profit there is advantage. So let's replace the word profit for advantage. Take out the of all. Let's read it with that. It says... But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the what? Advantage. Now, if you take this now and go back to verse 1, do you now understand why Paul says you must not be ignorant of them? Does it make sense now? Because this thing is given to your advantage. So if, uh, if you're ignorant of it, you can put it to work. Okay, I'll say it again. Let me say it from this side. The gifts of the Spirit is given to your advantage. 
If you are ignorant of them, you will not put them to work. Why? Because they were not just designed to be used on a Sunday morning from the pulpit. So let me give you an example. The gift of the designing, the discernment of spirit can be used in your business to know who to do business with and who not to do business with. So instead of just saying, I just feel this man is an evil guy, evil people. Hi. I mean, no, no, you are, you are becoming carnal. You are knowing men after the flesh. We know no man after the flesh. Are you following what I'm saying? The, see, as we start teaching this gift, the reason I'm taking time to emphasize it, I'm just going to lay foundation today, one hour foundation. The reason I'm emphasizing this is this. Don't listen to these gifts with the mind of, okay, I hope my pastor will operate in this gift. No, it didn't say, no, it is for you. Are you following what I'm saying? At the end of this series, I want you to be able to look at your life and say, how is the word of knowledge functioning? How's the, how am I doing with the word of wisdom? How am I doing with the gift of, of, the, of, of prophecy? It is not designed for superstars. Are you following what I'm saying? It is not to say, man, that man can see. No. No. That's not the... Look at it. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to how many people? I didn't hear you. I said, I didn't hear you. To what? Each one. That, does each one include you? No, I didn't get that. Each one, does that include you? Just only pastors? Only prophets? Okay. So we need to find out now why you're not working in these gifts. How many of you know that just by, by reading this line, that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, a layer of ignorance has just been cleared? For the first time, you'll say, eh, wow. So I'm supposed to walk in this? That's what Paul was saying. I don't want you to be unaware. Because we've made it look like, wow, it's only the pastor that can function in this. No, look at it. So each one. Each one means each one. Except you are not each one. Including the baby who just cried. <laughs> Should have the manifestation of the spirit. Are you following what I'm saying? So how are we studying this now? We're not going to study this from the perspective of Studying it so we can see it in the life of other people. No, we're going to teach it from the perspective of, okay, fine. This thing is supposed to be in my life. I need to learn how it works. I need to learn what it is. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying now? Now, I've, I've, I've laid that foundation, which is very important to me. Let's take it with the word of all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. If we interpret it this way, what will be our interpretation? It means, which is still correct, it's not, it's not bad. I just want to show you something. It means that the gift is put in me for the benefit of everybody, for all. Or to the advantage of everyone, right? Come on now, talk to me. Okay, now, it means that there is a gift in me for your benefit, Right? That also means there is a gift in you for my benefit. Am I right? If we interpret it this way, which is correct. Now, what that also means is that if I don't function in my gift, I deny the body the gift that is in me. Are we together? Yeah, just be saying yes. <laughs> okay. Now, this is the point. 
Most times when you ask people in church, what is your gift? Singing. You know, what's your gift? I know how to arrange tables. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you know, what's your gift? Most people do not see the nine gifts of the, the Spirit as a primary gift. Because one of the things, you see, there's something I believe that God is, is raising a new generation for that. But, you know, if you see this gift just only in the life of a big man of God, you will never develop what is in you. Praise God. You never develop what is in you. So, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit, for the advantage. Let's read on now. Let's finish the verse. 4 to 1. <laughs> 4 to 1 is given what? The word of wisdom. Now, in, in the Greek, I, I, I got this from Derek Prince. In the Greek, the word of wisdom is not used as a definite article. And, and I agree with him because when you say the word of wisdom, it actually means like that is the word of wisdom. But if you study the gift like we continue, you will observe that what should be there should be a word of wisdom. Because a word of wisdom is like taking a portion of wisdom from the whole wisdom available. So, so that should be the rendering there. For to one is given the word of wisdom or a word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge or a word of knowledge through the same spirit. So observe the word same. All right. Then always observe the word that the word spirit is capital S. Now, every time you're reading your Bible, if you see the word spirit with small s, it's referring to your human spirit. If you see the word spirit with capital S, it is referring to the spirit of God. You always watch that. You see... When you are buying a Bible, just make sure that you are not just looking for, you know, you go to the bookshop, you, say, ah, you get Bible, you say, yes, which one will be the cheapest? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't just buy a Bible that is printed, all the letters are this. No, no. You see, <laughs> endeavor that you have, especially if you study the word, endeavor, invest in buying a good Bible. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that some of these things you can identify, because I picked up some. One Bible, it's only these smaller ones they sell for two, two hundred, three, three hundred. I don't know how much they. I picked it up. I wanted to go through a verse. I saw all the letters were the same, I, and I wanted to show this to someone. It's covered that the capital letter has been removed. No, 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 no. <laughs> to another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts. Now, we'll pick this up when we're going. To another gifts of what? Healings. So I told you when you're reading the gifts, observe the one that S was added. So you see gifts of healings by the same spirit. The next one. To another, the working of what? Miracles. Okay. To another prophecy, to another discerning of what? Spirits. Now, did you observe the S here? Right? So it's actually talking about more of discerning human spirits. Now, the problem is that we have used this gift to only discern demons and not discern angels. So, I'll give you an example. When Elijah's servant came to him and said, there are many people around us, what did the, what did the prophets pray? He said, Lord, open his eyes. When the Lord opened his eyes, what did he see? Talk to me now, church. What did he see? He saw angels, chariots of fire around them. What happened to the servant? I'm sure he got courage. 
So this gift is not just to see people pursuing you from the village. You've seen enough of that. It's also to discern when the Holy Ghost is in manifestation. Praise God. All right. To another, different kinds of tongues. Okay? Note the S there. To another, the interpretation of what? Of tongues. Okay. Now, but the same, but one and the same spirit. Observe what now? The capital S, which means now we are now referring to what? The spirit of God. The, but one and the same spirit works all these things. Now, this is where, I, you know, it's very important for us to understand. Distributing to how many one? How many one? Each one. Is that correct? How many one is correct? Is it correct English? Okay. <laughs> how many? <laughs> to each one, what? Individually. That's important now. To each one, what? Individually, as who wills, capital H, referring to what? To God. So it's not, I mean, come on, let's be honest. If all of us want to choose gifts, which one will you choose? What's what of wisdom? Prophecy. Miracles. That's it, man. Give me miracles. I like, you know, what of wisdom? Nah, what of knowledge? Nah, nah. Tabition of tongues. Nah. Give me the real one. That's why the Bible says he distributes as he wills. Okay. So, let's start from verse 1. Go back to verse 1. I will not have you ignorant. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. The New American Standard Bible uses the word unaware. That's the Greek word agneo, A-G-N-O-E-O. Number one, the word ignorant means, you know, I was thinking one day that if uh, uh, I got a friend of mine online who is a Bible teacher, so he went to preach in Greece. <laughs> so when he was going, and I told him, you know, that when we're preaching here, we say the Greek word says the Greek word. When you go there, don't try it. <laughs> Do you understand? You can't go and be telling a Greek man the Greek word. Do you understand that from your half- Online Greek that you learned. Just teach straight. Alright, so sometimes when I say I just think, oh. Okay, number one. Not to know true lack of information. I do not want you to be ignorant. What does Paul mean when he says ignorant? Number one, I, he says not to know true lack of information. So, uh, so believers can be ignorant of the spiritual gift because they don't have information. They are not taught it. Number two, we're looking at that word ignorant now. Number two, to ignore. True disinclination. We're looking at what the Greek word means. To ignore true disinclination. What does that mean? You're not just interested. Oh, this spiritual gifting. No, I beg. You know, you're not, you're not inclined towards it. So you can be ignorant because you're not inclined towards it. Number three, not to understand. So, you can be ignorant because you don't understand. You don't just understand it. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom. <laughs> so, sometimes, like I said uh, the Sunday before I traveled, we just call everything prophecy. Word of knowledge is prophecy. Word of wisdom, prophecy. Because we don't just care to understand it. So, a man can be ignorant for three reasons. Number one, he doesn't know for lack of information. Number two, he just ignores it. 
No interest. Right? No interest. We can, we can be teaching this series and you don't just let them do and get to the real one that we can apply in our life. We want application. You see, it's not every time you teach application in scripture. Sometimes you just study scriptures to know. Praise God. You study to do what? To know so that you are not unaware. Number three, not to understand. You don't just understand it. So that's why we're taking our time to teach it. We don't just want to come and say, hey, there are nine gifts of the Spirit. You, you know them, but you don't understand them or how they function. Now, let's go to verse 2, 2 to 3. I think that's what I want to establish there. So Paul did not want the church to be ignorant. And so he took time to speak about that. Then he goes on. Paul goes on to contrast their lives, led by idols, but not led by the Spirit of God. We can only say Jesus is Lord by the Spirit. So Paul was talking about their new life. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We have a lot of reading to do. So for some, I'll just mention and you will write. And if, if, you're, too, if you're not that fast, I'm going to try to type this uh, teaching note out so you can ask, ask for it later if you... If you need it. First uh, Corinthians, what now? 6, 9 to 11. Let's go to 9 to 11. First Corinthians 6. It says, do you not know that the righteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not, do not be deceived? Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous. We talk about all the rest. We don't talk about covetousness, right? Because sometimes covetousness looks like ambition to us. It looks like goals. It doesn't look like sin. Covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Extortioners. We don't talk about this often. You know, we talk about everything here, but we don't talk about the ones that have to do with money. Covetousness and extortion. Okay. Say amen if you heard me. Thank you. And as such, were some of you. Now, we're trying to pick out what Paul was referring to in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 2, 3. He said, and such were some of you. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul says, this was your former life. But you're now justified. You're now sanctified. By what? By the spirit of our God. Observe the word, the spirit of our God. Because it is that spirit of our God that now gives you the gifts. So the fact that you are now born again, you are washed and sanctified and justified in Christ, it means that these gifts are already in you. Are you, are, you, are you following what I'm saying? Because if Paul did not establish this for them, it is easy to just look at their life and say, no, I don't think I have this gift. No, Paul says no. Before you were this kind of persons, you were that, but you are now washed by the Spirit of our God. And the gifts are the gifts of the Spirit. So if the Spirit has washed you, it means that those gifts are given to you already. Are we together? Okay, let's read one more scripture. Acts chapter, tw- Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Verse 38. That's why we're taking it slowly because it's going to take us a whole month. So, there's no hurry. Then Peter said to them, Repent 
And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and all those who are far off, as many as the Lord, as the Lord our God will call. So, he says, if you repent, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, what am I trying to establish here? I'm trying to establish here is that, is that the fact that you are born again and you have been washed by the blood of Jesus and you have experienced the remission of sin and the Holy Spirit is in you, these gifts are in you already. You already possess them. So what we are attempting to do is to study these gifts that are already working in your life. Because the Holy Ghost, when he comes into your life, does not, it's not like he comes into someone's life and says, well, I don't think this person is qualified for the gift yet. No, 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 no. No, he comes with the gift. He comes with the package. Activation and working in it are two different things. But it is already in you. And I really need you to understand that fact. So you don't see yourself less. You know, sometimes I'm bothered when I see believers running all the time for prophecies. Like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for where they will prophesy over me. I'm looking for who will see. I don't understand it. You know, God can speak to you. Come on, I said, do you know God can speak to you? God can talk to you. You know, I went somewhere, I think I've said this many times, I went somewhere and I, there was this guy just giving prophecies over people. Just, you know. So I was there in front, sitting there with some of my pastor friends. So he came to me. You know, sometimes there's all this drama. He just came to me. Sir, can I talk to you? I said, no. <laughs> can I speak it to your life? I said, no. I mean, I'm not looking for anything. That's the truth. There are two things. The prophecy is whether going to be two ways. One, they are trying to kill me. I don't care. As far as I'm not the one trying to kill them. Number two, you will be great. I don't really care. I just do what God has asked me to do. Whether I will be great, whether I will not be great, it does not bother me. I'm not pursuing greatness. It's not a goal for me. I just do what God has asked me to do. What I'm pursuing is faithfulness and consistency. I leave the results to God. Whether he wants to make me great, his business. Whether he doesn't want to make me great, I don't care. Are you following what I'm saying? See, because some of these things, when you are too bothered about them, you will try and start doing things in the flesh to make things come to pass. God cares too much about me. Whatever he decides to do with me, I am fine. I mean, Philip was preaching, to, preaching in Samaria. The Bible said the whole city came to God. You know what God told him? God said, go to the desert, go and preach to one man. That doesn't look like greatness. There's none of your friend that will agree to that advice. How do you leave a city-wide? Send one of your pastors. How would you leave a city-wide revival to go and preach? And then Philip, Philip, and then some, sometimes you think, man, God is connecting this guy to Philip so that he will be his partner. Philip finished preaching. Before he could receive an offering, God took him out. Do you understand that in this thing, in our walk with God, what God wants is faithfulness and obedience. And then you leave the definition of greatness to God. Are you following what I'm saying? So, well, long story short, I didn't allow him to prophesy over me. Why? 
Because I've heard all the prophecies that were coming before me. Mine was not going to be different. <laughs> something wrong with you, your uncle, this one, hey, that, you see your style, come to me, ah, your church will not grow. No. Just leave it. But the truth of the matter is that sometimes these things, we're so moved by them because we don't know that God can speak to us. God can speak to you. Are you following what I'm saying? My sheep hear my voice. If you're God's sheep, the ability to hear God's voice is already in you. The problem is sometimes when we are not trained enough, you'll not hear people say, something said, something said, something said. Well, they don't know. Now, it's, now you must also understand that not every impression you get is from God. Because that's how somebody will tell you to go and slap somebody and you end up in jail. It's not the Holy Ghost leading you. So you don't, you don't validate it by something. You need to be sure this is God. Sometimes you just know this is your mind. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. So let's go on now. Let's go to John. Uh, no, let's not do that. The word gifts is the word charis or charisma. It's the word grace. So it's actually used as grace gift. The word charis or charisma is grace gifts. What is charis? A spiritual... <laughs> Don't say, is your son? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's actually what the name means. The, main, the name actually means grace gift. Charis or charisma. So charis is a spiritual gift or a specific manifestation of God's grace. Number two, a charisma or a grace gift is an unconditional gift from God to us. It comes without conditions. I want you to understand something because I'm going somewhere. It comes without condition. What, what is the basic condition to access this gift? You are a child of God. After that, there are no other conditions. Because sometimes we make it look like, oh no, I'm going on the mountain, I'm going to fast for 41 days, and by the time I come, man, when I will just unleash the gift, listen, 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 it is not by works. Praise God. Now, I, I, I differ a bit from what people teach regarding this. This is my own, this is me now, I'm not interpreting Bible. From my own study, I'll tell you when I pick up from the Bible. But this is my own personal study. This is my, Paul will write and say, this is me writing. This is me speaking to you as Maxwell. Some people teach that somebody has word of knowledge, somebody has word of wisdom, somebody has uh, this. We all don't have the nine gifts. I don't believe that from my study and I don't agree with it. Because it's simple. I believe that, this is what I believe and from my study, this is what I see. I believe that we all have these nine gifts, right? But the distribution or the manifestation of the Spirit in us differ based on the gift that is most prominent. So what I mean is, there might be nine gifts lying flat, and two of those gifts are strong in your life by the energy of the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't mean that the other gifts are not there because you will not realize, this is what I realize, that sometimes when you are in certain occasions, some of those gifts flow. Now, it didn't mean that God just gave it to you in that season. It just means that, that the occasion unleashed that gift. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
you don't understand. Okay, let me come again. <laughs> now, this is me speaking. Some people will teach that the Holy Spirit gives each gift, right? So maybe you have word of wisdom. This one has word of knowledge. This one has tongues and interpretation of tongues. Now, I don't agree with that based on what I've studied and my own experience. Now, what I believe is that the nine gifts of the Spirit are in you fully. But then the Holy Spirit, as it were, you have some more prominent, which is more like what you call the distribution. The, the word actually used there is energy, that's to energize. And I'll, I'll explain it to you when we get to that verse. The Holy Spirit energizes some which are more prominent in your life. Now, the reason I say that is because you might be in occasions. Now, when we get to the end of the message, you will understand this better. So just keep it in your memory file. All right? Now, there are some occasions that other gifts will come out, which in your mind you thought God did not give to you. So this is my question. Did God just give you those gifts then? No. They were there, but that occasion did what? Pulled it out. So let me say, for instance, in my life personally, two of the most prominent gifts that functions very strongly in my life is word of knowledge and word of wisdom. More like the word of wisdom. More like word of wisdom. I counsel basically based on the word of wisdom. Now, why does the word of wisdom flow very strongly in my life? Because I'm a pastor. And majority of the work I get to do with people would be what? Speaking wisdom into their life. I don't really do tongues and interpretation of tongues. Maybe I've interpreted tongues, maybe just very few times. But there, were, there have been occasions where tongues need to be interpreted, and I flowed in the interpretation of tongues. That didn't mean that God just gave me that gift instantly. But the distribution of the Holy Spirit to me are the ones that are more what? Prominent. Do you understand that? Okay. So, you cannot end grace gifts. You receive them. So, these are gifts given to you by the Lord. Now, I'm going to rush through these scriptures. Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to write them down, but if you cannot, we'll look for a way to send them to you. But just listen. The word gifts, charisma, is used 17 times in scripture. Only 17 times. And Paul, Paul uses it 17 times in scripture. That's the word gifts, charisma. He uses, he uses it in Romans, 1 Corinthians, and then in the book of Timothy, and then it's used once in Peter. Peter used it once. Now, in Romans 1.11... Paul used it as impartation of spiritual gifts. Romans 5.15, he uses it as the free gift of righteousness. Romans 5.16, free gift of righteousness. Romans 6.23, he uses that same word as the gift of God, the eternal life. Romans 11.29, he says the callings and the gifts of God are irrevocable. Romans 12.6, he says having then gifts differing according to grace. 1 Corinthians 7, every man according to what? His proper gift. He was talking about the gift of celibacy here, not getting married. He referred to it as a grace gift. 1 Corinthians 1, 7, he says, you have come behind in no gift, speaking to the Corinthian church. 1 Corinthians 12, 4, diversities of gift. 1 Corinthians 12, 9, gifts of healing. 1 Corinthians 12, 28, gifts of healings. 1 Corinthians 12, 30, gifts of healings. First uh, Corinthians twelve thirty one. It says, "Converse the best gifts." The word "gift" there is charisma. Second Corinthians one eleven. It talked about the gift bestowed upon us, which in that case was a miraculous intervention. In First Timothy four fourteen, he told Timothy, "Do not neglect the gift that was in you." 
2 Timothy 1, 6, he said, stir up the gifts that's in you. And then lastly, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, every man had received a gift. So in all of this place, now, the reason I read all of this scripture is this. Every time that word gift is used does not necessarily mean the nine gifts of the Spirit. Are you following me? Were you trying to write down? No, it makes me feel like giving dictation. Uh, you know those dictation time. Okay, <laughs> where you write what the teacher didn't say. Okay. Now, every time the word gift is used, does not necessarily mean the gift of the Spirit. That's what I want you to, to pick from all the scriptures I read. The word, why did Paul employ or use that word there? It was because it connotes a grace gift, something you didn't work for. So that is why he used it when he was talking about eternal life. He used it when he was talking about righteousness. Are you following this? Then also uses it when he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So every time we talk about gift, it does not necessarily mean the nine gifts. For instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter, just confirm that, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7, he talks about the gift of celibacy, the gift of not getting married. Now that's not a gift of the Spirit in terms of, any of the word of knowledge or so, but it's a grace gift. Some people have that gift not to get married. Thank God I don't have it and I don't want it. <laughs> you understand that? So that's a grace gift. Now, now it is different. <laughs> oh God. Now it is different from somebody being trained not to marry. Yeah, I don't want to go, but you understand what I'm saying. So we just pick a brother. Brother say, I want to serve God and I don't want to marry. No. You will marry. Do you understand? Now, why? Because you don't have the gifts. So, are there people actually that the Lord calls and gives that grace not to marry? There are people like that. But you can't train yourself in it. Because you now discover that those who train themselves in it now begin to commit iniquities and, uh, and things that by the time they discover, you now discover that even people who are married are far better. Now, why? Because they try to walk in something that ought to be what? A grace gift. So you see that Paul used it for those who are celibate as grace gift. Why? Because actually, the energy of this gift is not supposed to come from just your human will. Are you following what I'm saying? That is why, I'm, this is me speaking, I'm not in a written Bible, I'll come back to the Bible. That is why sometimes I don't understand it when a man of God can just get up and say, can I prophesy? I want to prophesy. I don't, I don't get it because I'm asking myself, are you the one who uses the gift or it's one who gives you the gifts that uses it i don't know if you if you if you get what i'm saying so it's not it's not like i just come i just go that man this one not respecting me i just say come come oh yeah you come this one so i'm like can you just go that way no it's the holy ghost are you following what i'm saying it's the holy ghost praise god and someone said, oh, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. What Paul was even saying that? He, wasn't even, he was even saying that the prophet can keep quiet. <laughs> That's the context. He said, even when you want to prophesy, you can keep quiet. That's how the, the spirit of the prophet is. the spirit of the prophet subject to the prophet that you can turn it on and on. I use it to just mesmerize people. In that context, he said, keep quiet. The prophecy is coming. Just calm down. Praise God. You know what I believe? It's not everything that God shows you about people you should let them know. It's not everything. 
And then most importantly, it's not everything God shows you about people, you should let others know that God has shown you about them. Because you know what? Human beings don't forget. I mean, I just call you, maybe I just call you up in church and say, you know what? Hey, this one. Your wife, is, when you go home, right, you don't know that guy's name. Say, don't you know that man? I say, no. Oh, it's the one where pastor say, my wife, they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, for the rest of your life, if you like, be born again. I mean, are you what I'm saying? Say, you don't know that man. Say, the one in my wife, they worry. Okay. That's just, that's how human beings are. So, it might be right, it might be wrong. For me, I just feel for their sake. Are you following what I'm saying? Sometimes when God shows you stuff about people, it's just to pray for them, to intercede for them. You know I'm giving all these examples. You know I'm saying all of this? Because God is beginning to activate those gifts in your life. So for some of you, God will begin to show you things about people. It does not mean now that you have started. So see, me, see me after church. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Are you still here? Praise the name of the Lord. You know, that's why they throw Joseph inside the pit. Everything was just sharing. I said, you, you are going to bow before me. He said, no, I will kill you. Before me bow before you. They saw the guy off. You know, after. And you know, God is merciful. He forgave them, forgave. At the end of the day, everybody ate. Everybody went to, to the promised land. But at least you have stayed in the pit for one night. <laughs> okay. Now, I hope you don't confuse this, but there are 26 gifts in the Bible that the Bible calls grace gifts. Now, the first list I gave you was where the Paul uses the word grace gifts. The second list I'm about to give you now is 26. They are the different types of grace gifts now. Do you understand? So the first list, we looked at where Paul used the word gift. Now we're going to look at the different types of grace gifts that are available in the scripture. So I'll just read it quickly. There's the gift of righteousness. You find that in Romans 5, 15 to 17. There's the gift of eternal life, Romans 6, 23. There's the gift of prophecy, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. There's the gift of service, Romans 12, 7. There's a gift of teaching, Romans 12, 7. Now, this is what you will do. If you are writing this down, just write this. Just write Romans 12, 7 to 8. You will find some of the gifts listed there. Then write Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. You will find some of the gifts listed there. Then write 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you read these three chapters, you will find majority, about 20 of the gifts in each of these chapters. So instead of writing each of the verse, just write Romans 12. Verse 7 to 8. Then write 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 11. Then write Ephesians 4, 11. So you'll find these chapters I've given to you, you will find almost 20 of the gifts there. The other ones you cannot add is Romans 5, 15 and Romans 6, 23. 1 Corinthians 7, 7, the gift. No, where did I stop? Number what? Number teaching. Okay, number 5. Teaching, Romans 12, 7. Exhortation, Romans 12, 8. The gift of giving, Romans 12, 8. The gift of leading, Romans 12, 8. Uh, showing mercy, Romans 12, 8. The gift of celibacy, 1 Corinthians 7, 7. The gift of the word of wisdom, 1 Corinthians 12, 8. 
The gift of the word of knowledge, 1 Corinthians 12, 8. The gift of faith, 1 Corinthians 12, 9. The gifts of healings, number 14, 1 Corinthians 12, 9. The gift of the workings of miracles, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. The zoning of spirits, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. Different kind of tongues, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. Uh, interpretation of tongues, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. Gift of an apostle, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. The gift of a prophet, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. The gift of a teacher, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. The gift of helps, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. The gift of administration, but you are not going to find the word administration in your Bible. What you are going to find is the gift of government. It's the Greek word kobaniosis, K-U-R-B-E-N-O-I-O-U-S. The gift of government, kobaniosis, it's the gift of administration, the ability to put things together. It's a grace gift. You find that in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. The gift of an evangelist, Ephesians 4, 11. The gift of a pastor, Ephesians 4, 11, that's number 25. Number 26, the gift of miraculous intervention. That is 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 11. So these are the 26 different kinds of gifts that you find in the scripture. So you have the fivefold ministry, you have all the gifts of helps, and then you have the nine gifts of the Spirit. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 verse. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. Don't worry, it will get interesting. This is just laying the foundation like, oh, pastor, I'm lost. No, don't be lost. Be found. First Corinthians 12, 4. Praise God. You know, when the teaching is going on and you, you don't understand anything, just ask the Holy Spirit and say, Father, thank you because I have understanding. All right? Don't say, I'm confused. I'm lost. No, don't be confused and don't be lost. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. So there are differences of gift, but the same spirit. Go with me to Hebrews 2.4. Hebrews 2.4. Let's see this now. Let me see if I can wrap up quickly. Time is gone. Hebrews 2.4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God also bearing witness, talking about the apostles, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles, and what? And what? Look at that word. And what? Gifts of the Holy Spirit according to what? Whose will? God's will. This was talking about the apostles. So the Bible says the apostles had various gifts of the Holy Spirit with them. So you see, the gifts of the Holy Spirit bears witness to what we're doing. Praise God. So we cannot just lecture. It's not just dry lecture. We, we, we believe for the manifestation of the gifts and we have them in our midst. Praise God. All right. Now go with me to 1 Peter chapter 4. Just talking about the apostles. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 4. And verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10. As each one has received a gift. So how do, what do you do to a gift? You receive it. Okay. As each one has received the gift, minister it to one another. That's why I also agree with what was written in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when it says, for the profit of all. This scripture, can, you can use this to, to understand that. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as, God, as good stewards of what? The manifold. What is the word manifold? Do you have any other translation there? Does anybody have amplified? The many-sided. 
Okay, if you have the Amplified or the New American Standard, you can put it up. But if you don't, let's make progress. Many what? Many-sided. Many what uses the word? Amplified, right? Okay, so the word man manifold is many-sided in the Amplified. That's exactly what I was looking for. Okay. As each one has received the gift, ministered to one another as good stewards of the many-sided grace of God. Right? Many-sided grace of God. So as steward, you serve. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. Now, pause. Did you observe the word? It says, if anyone speaks. Okay? Hello? Did he say that it's just one man that is the oracle of God? Now, let's go back again. Let's go back to verse 10 again. Verse 10. As each one has received a gift. Who was he referring to here? Each one. It's fine. You know, it's Bible class, not English. You can't fail. Just, just, just say what the Bible says, whether it makes sense or not. Who was he referring to here? Each one. Everybody. Right. Quickly go to verse 11. If anyone speaks, who do you think the anyone is also referring to? The each one in verse 10. Am I right? So each one is close to anyone. Anyone is close to what? Each one. According to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the what? Oracles of God. So it is not one man who is the oracle of God. The Bible says even if you want to speak, you speak as what? Okay. I know you like the word oracle. Oh, I like that. <laughs> if anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability, which what? God does what? Supplies. So you find out what I was trying to tell you, that you might have several gifts, all the gifts in you, but you discover that the ability of God is supplied stronger on some of these gifts. So you function more on those gifts. So the tendency is to say, this is the gift I have. But what actually is happening is that the supply to us is like some of you have taps in your house. And you know that it's the kitchen tap that has water like the most. It doesn't mean there's no water in the house. It just means that that's the one that's got more supply. So you can, you can discover that you walk so strong in the word of wisdom. It doesn't mean that when there's need to interpret tongues, you just like, I can't interpret it. No, I don't have it. No, it's there. The supply might be little, but... Then sometimes the supply increases by use. The more you work on something, the more what? The supply, the supply comes. Okay, let him do it as with the ability which God supply. That is, all, that in all things, who should be glorified? Who should be glorified? Who should be glorified? That's very important. In the use of the gift, we must understand that the glorification goes to God. We can't use the gift in such a way that it's about us. Are we together? Can't use the gift and say it's about us. No. Through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Praise God. Okay. So quickly now. Okay. So we've got the diversities of gifts, the same spirit. Go to verse 4. 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Diversities of gifts, the same spirit. Differences of ministries, the same Lord. D diversities of activities, the same God. Observe the plural in the diversities of gift, differences of ministries, verse 5 and 6. Now, I'm doing verse 5 and 6. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, 5 and 6. 
diversities of gifts, differences of ministries, diversities of activities. Observe the, yeah, you can just leave it there. Observe the plural there, but observe the singular when it says the same spirit, the same Lord, and the same God. And it now says it is the same God who walks all in all. The gifts of the spirit are given within the context of the body of Christ for the for individual profiting and for the profiting of the body of Christ. There are no superstars in God's kingdom. Praise God. All right. The gifts of the Spirit are given as he wills. The gifts of the Spirit are given as he wills. Now, I'm going to build up from here, but I just want to... Uh, my time is gone. Do you have that stuff on the slide? Do you guys type... I wanted to just give the... Uh, the divisions of the gifts. But I, I'm going to build up from here. The gifts of the Spirit are given as He wills. I wanted us to read about two. Okay. So I'll just give you this quick uh, stuff because I know some of you won't be here on Wednesday, but I'm believing that you'll be here. But I'm going to stop there. I'm going to pick up from verse 4 on Wednesday. But when you... The, the, the nine gifts are divided into three primary gifts. I just want to say that in summary, in two minutes. And then I'm going to explain more. Go. Where are we? Okay. So the first is the relational gifts, gifts that reveal things. So you have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discernment of spirit. So they are primarily revelational gifts. The next group are power gifts. So you find out under faith, gifts of healings and the workings of miracles. They are called the power gifts. Then you have the vocal gifts. Basically, vocal, your voice, you know. Uh, you have tongues, interpretation of tongues, and what? Prophecy. So those are the three broad categories that each of the gifts function just for understanding and explanation. So you have the revelational gift, the power gift, and the vocal gift. Go to 1 Corinthians 12.4. Let me wrap up there. 1 Corinthians 12.4 now. Okay. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Verse 5. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Verse 6. And a diversity of activities, but it is the same God who walks all in all. Now, let's go to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So what I'm going to do, we're going to build on verse 7 on Wednesday because we have limited time on Wednesday. So we'll build on verse 7, then maybe upper Sunday we'll start with the gift. So we can do two gifts on a Sunday or we just do our one gift. Is that fine? Because our time is gone. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for opening the word to us. I'm asking this morning, the lives of men are supernaturally transformed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.